Welcome to episode 64 of This Blonde Can Talk About Anything. I'm your host, Melanie, with two L's because the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to the next. If my voice sounds a little off, I'm still dealing with COVID, but I've also been doing a lot of crying this week. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, you probably know why. Um, so two weeks ago, I did, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> two weeks ago, I did an episode called My Favorite Seasons, where I talked about football season and what I thought would transpire in the off season regarding uh, Tom Brady. And I was very wrong. Um, very, very wrong. Tom Brady has retired again which means this is the second time you're hearing an episode like this because I did one last year when he broke my heart for the first time and exactly a year to the day the man decides that he's going to retire again and break my heart again <laughs> I really was not expecting um retirement from Tom Brady he's literally the greatest quarterback to ever step on a football field. I don't care if it's turf, grass, whatever. There's just never been anyone as good. And I don't believe there will be. And I didn't think that he had a season that was so bad that he should retire. Um, I didn't think that he would retire after a season that was not so great because I mean, we know what he's capable of, and he's he is still very capable of it. So I thought, I hoped for another season, and I didn't get it. And I'm going to try and get through this episode without crying, um, because I've done a lot of that. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, why are you crying? It's just a game. It's, it's just football. And you see, that's the thing. It's not just a game, and it's not just football. In life we sort of go through things like life ebbs and flows and sometimes we're flying high and we're happy and everything's going great. And sometimes everything's going horribly wrong. And when things are going horribly wrong, we, we have to turn to something to lift ourselves up. And for me, that was, you know, football. I turned to football and I said it last time and I'll say it again. I always knew that once a week, I was going to get to hang out with Tom Brady virtually. You know, he'd be playing football and I'd be cheering and an armchair quarterbacking either from my house or from the stands or from wherever I was. And I felt like I was part of something bigger than myself. And no matter how sad I was, he was there. And during that time, I was escaping my pain. I was escaping the reality that of whatever it is I was living. And there are tons of great players in the NFL. But no one spoke to me quite like Tom Brady because when Tom Brady was on the field, like you believed anything was possible. Like it, the way you believed in Santa Claus when you were a little kid, that's the way I believed in Tom Brady. I really believed he could win it right up until the last buzzer. I really, I just, he made me believe in me even. He made me believe in, in, in anything. He, God, guys, I'm really just rambling here, but I love this man in a, in a, in a way that I can't even put into words. Um, I've had some experiences, some things that, that Tom has done for me personally that I don't, don't want to put out on the internet too much because they're personal. And those are the reasons why I, I am so very attached to him. You know, my grandfather was a fan. I was a fan and 
I woke up on a Wednesday morning to hear that Tom was done and I didn't even hear it from Tom or like I didn't even see I didn't even know I've been so sick that like I sleep when I can so I kind of woke up late and I had a whole bunch of messages from friends who wanted to check on me and make sure that I was doing okay and I did not know what they were alluding to at all and then it hit me and I googled it and I saw Tom Brady has retired um and I'm hurt I'm just hurt and I started to cry I started to bawl actually my mom came in and I tried to tell her that he retired, but for some reason she thought that someone had died. So that should probably tell you um, how very much I was crying. And it it just hurt. I felt so betrayed. And I, I don't know why it felt like, like betrayed, but it hurt. And I'm not over it. And I don't know when I'm going to be over it. And this is the episode that I had hoped I wouldn't have to record two episodes ago, if you remember. But here we are. So now I'm just doing like everyone else and trying to guess what's next for, for Tom. And um, I mean, he's made it pretty clear that he intends to spend some time with his children and, you know, to be a family man. Now, before somebody leaves a comment that says he wasn't a family man before, I wish that my father had been present like a quarter of the time that Tom Brady was present for his children and my father's job like he worked like significantly less and still had less time for me. So I don't want to hear these stories that he was a deadbeat. I don't want to hear these stories that about his, oh, he he couldn't retire for his divorce and da, 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 da. If you really believe that that divorce was really just because he wouldn't quit football, then you must also believe in Santa Claus. I'm sorry to bring Santa Claus up so many times. It's just, I guess it's just weighing on, on my heart to discuss Santa Claus. I don't know. When what's happening to me right now is like going through a breakup. I'm breaking up with Tom Brady, even though we never dated. I, I'm not sure how you break up with someone you never dated. Well, I, I'm, I'm going through it. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to figure that out. Um, I know that he's more than likely going to step into the, um, the broadcast booth next, but I don't know when that's going to be because according to him, he has no interest in really doing it anytime soon. So We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I'm hoping it'll be by the beginning of the season so that I can at the very least watch him, you know, analyze football. But there's also this part of me that's really, really hoping and praying that he's going to pull a fast one on us and unretire again. I mean, Brett Favre did it twice. So, um, yeah, if he wants to unretire, I mean, I wouldn't be upset. Of course, there's the offer on the table that Robert Kraft wants to bring him back. Uh, to play as a Patriot for one more day and then he'd retire a Patriot in which case um, I'll be selling my soul to the devil so that I can be at that game. <laughs> um, it's really important for me to see him play one more time if, if the opportunity prevent, presents itself. But if it doesn't, I guess I'm just going to be happy with, uh, with whatever I get. Uh, obviously he's not dead. He's not gone. He's just gone from football. And that really hurts. It, it really does. And I don't I, I don't know how to quantify it. I don't know how to make sense of it. And I don't know how to make it make sense for my listeners either. But this is just me rambling. I probably need to get this all out. So I am, I'm doing that. And I'm doing it here. And I'm letting you guys listen so that you guys can see that I don't always have it all together. In fact, most of the time I, I don't. I'm just devastated. I really am devastated. So uh, his movie, 80 for Brady, came out on Friday. And of course, of course, I went to see it. Um, it was a great movie. It was really 
the 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 ladies are phenomenal just the whole storyline it's it, i loved it it was a really beautiful movie except every time tom was on screen i would cry so movies have like pretty much always been where i escaped to from pain aside from football so here i am trying to escape from the pain of this man's retirement by going to see a movie about super bowl 51 it was a really inspiring film um i'm not going to give too much away because i hope that you guys are going to go see it too and it was beautiful and had a beautiful message and it really made me feel like i can't really sit around crying over somebody's retirement i really have to get up and do things and and live and, and whatnot even though that's really really hard when somebody that you admire and respect so much will not be playing the game that made you feel so very alive and very happy every Sunday for 17 weeks. And, well, most years it was more because we almost always went to playoffs and, excuse me, 10 times went to the Super Bowl. And I'm really going to miss that. And then, of course, I hung my my hopes on Joe Burrow of going to the Super Bowl. This happened pre-retiring, but... um. I hung my hopes on him and he let me down by three points. Uh, <laughs> they lost the Cincinnati Bengals lost by field goal. And I was wrong at that. I ended up being wrong about that prediction. And um, I'm saying I'm an awful lot. The chiefs are going to the Super Bowl to play the Eagles, which I had predicted. I actually fell asleep during the Eagles 49ers game after Brock Purdy got injured. I was just like, I'm tuning out. This is so dumb. And then I got this like, at the time, Tom had not yet retired, and I was like, oh, okay, so Brock Purdy is definitely not ready to lead this team. Maybe this is where Tom's going to land, uh, but uh, it's, not, it's not where Tom's going to land. I mean, it, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe there's this something going on in the cosmos that I don't know about, and he is going to retire. I don't know, but I'm not I'm not, I'm not grasping to that. I'm not hanging my my hopes on that. I'm, I'm not holding on to that. I'm, I'm not grasping at straws. I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it because I don't want to be disappointed again. I really didn't think he was going to retire. I really thought he was going to give it another one or two seasons. And I was wrong. Granted, he has been saying for years that he was going to retire at 45 and he'll be 46 in August. So I guess he fulfilled his, his personal dream. But if you watch the video, I watched it. He looks torn. He looks like he's he wants to cry. I think he did cry like right after he was done. And that makes me wonder if he's really done. Like, I don't know. Share your thoughts with me. If you guys think I'm crazy, let me know. But I just have this hope in my heart that he's not finished yet. And uh, I'm probably going to go to bed every night and pray to every single religious deity that exists that he will play again. <laughs> I am just... I'm lost. I feel like I lost my best friend. And, and that's so weird and sounds so silly. I know I know that, but that's how I feel. And I think for the sake of my mental health, I'm just going to express that I feel this way. Um, Tom is just such a special person. And Tom, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are, I want you to know that you more than anyone else have taught me that when somebody says no, you say yes, and you always push back against the grain, no matter how counted out you are, you can't on yourself, you you bet on yourself, you count yourself in, um, you push through it, you keep going. When they say no, you say yes. You know, you just have to keep fighting. That's that's a very famous thing that that Tom says all the time. He says, keep going. And um those I wear those words on my hand and 
nail on my ears. <laughs> I I take his words with me everywhere I go. So if Tom is listening, I just want him to know that it's not just a game, buddy. It's it, you have touched and saved more lives than I can imagine. And if you can tell, I am holding back tears right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just had a lot of I just have a lot of love and admiration and appreciation for for Tom Brady. And that's not going to stop. That will still be there. Um, whatever he's doing, I'm number one fan, cheerleader number one. But now I'm a retired armchair quarterback who doesn't know what to do with herself. Should I play fantasy football next year? Do I draft Burrow? I don't know. I'm lost, guys. I am. Compl- I feel like a little girl lost in the world because my favorite football player retired. There is a line in Tom's film. I don't want to spoil the movie, but there's a line in the film where he says to Lily Tomlin's character, people come up to me all the time and say, you inspire me, but it's just a game. And that's why it was important for me to point out why this is not just a game. There's so many people who have so much to say about Tom on the internet right now that's negative. And it's if I go down that whole, that rabbit hole, I'm never getting out because I will go to war with anybody who has anything negative to say about him. He's just a really beautiful person. I can't say it enough. He's this beautiful person who has done so many things for so many people and quietly that you don't know about. Not all charity and not all good deeds has to be loud. And I can promise you that many of Tom Brady's have been like death deafening silence and I know because I've I've witnessed it on more than one occasion so I don't want to hear the negative things that people have to say because these are people who have never had the opportunity to interact with him who don't know what he's done for other people who are just hating him for being good at something and I don't think that's I don't think that's nice I don't think it's nice that we live in a world where we have to decide if we like people based on if they're better at something than us because Tom Brady doesn't think he's better than anybody. People think he's better than them, and that's why they're mad. And it's like, it's so ugly. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about this, but this is what the episode is. (laughs) It might be the shortest episode I've ever put together. I'm sad. There's nothing else, no other words other than I'm sad, I'm gutted, I'm devastated. They all mean the same thing. And I'm just wishing and hoping that uh, I'm going to wake up from this nightmare and he's still going to be playing, you know, come August. I'm very proud of myself because I didn't miss a single game this year. I haven't missed a game in a long time. But even when I was at a film festival where I should have been watching films, I was on my phone watching the Bucks game. It was against Dallas. First game of the season, they won. <laughs> Go figure. Dallas took him out. And to all those Dallas Cowboys fans out there who are saying that Dak Prescott retired Tom Brady, let me talk to you. Um, Dak Prescott failed to secure his legacy against Brock Purdy. That game, the, the, the 49ers-Cowboys game, was the game that was going to seal Dak's legacy, and he failed. So no, he did not retire Tom Brady. Tom Brady retired Tom Brady. And it's really as simple as that. I don't have a whole lot of respect for people who have to go on the internet and put people down. Like I'm not going to sit here and put down any player for any reason. Uh, what I'm saying about about Dak is not meant to put him down. It's just, it's it's the way the way analysts are talking, the way what they're saying is that he failed to, to secure his legacy. That doesn't mean he's not a great quarterback. It doesn't mean he doesn't have a lot to be proud of. It just means that in the eyes of the public, the media, et cetera, he failed to um, live up to their expectation. And of course, most, if not, yeah, I think most people fail to live up to expectations in 
uh, professional sports. Tom Brady exceeded them. He beyond exceeded them. And uh, I think that's part of the reason why I'm going to miss him so much because I really loved watching. Uh, if you've never seen Tom Brady play in person, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's like watching magic happen. The way he he just loved what he did so much and it loved him right back. And the fans, he loved the fans. And the fans, they loved him right back. And it was really like watching magic happen. And I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I've seen a lot of great athletes play. But there, there's something about Tom Brady that he's more than an athlete. He's like superhuman. He's He, he was, I guess, in my eyes, he was like Superman. And I, I never thought, I just never thought that that he would stop playing. I love him so much. I can't stop saying it. I don't even know how long I've been talking, but I can't even imagine how many times I've said that I loved Tom Brady in the span of, I, I'm guessing this is around 20 minutes now. And I don't want to make this too long because this is really just me airing out my feelings in a public forum, which is weird. I have a series on Twitter. It's called, um, you know, X amount of days since Tom Brady retired. And every day I just kind of express how I'm feeling using GIFs or GIFs or whatever you call them. I don't know. I don't know what you call them. So I'm using both so that can be inclusive. And I don't know how long this series is going to go on for, potentially 365 days, potentially the rest of my life. I don't know. I think that I will, you know, get over this and I well, I mean, I will obviously, <laughs> but I think that I'll, I'll get over it sooner than I think, but it's just really fresh. And it's like ripping off a bandaid. I was once filming uh, in Los Angeles and I had these really, really, really high heels on and I was walking down the street and I don't know what happened because I wear really, really high heels and walk down the street all the time, but I tripped and I fell and I scratched my knee and it was all bloody and disgusting and we had to keep shooting um, for two days and it hurt <laughs> and the director said, get up, do you want to be an actress or do you want to have a sore knee? And I, of course, my answer was I want to be an actress. So I got up and I continued to work. And this injury, I have a scar from it still. And it hurts. And it had to be cleaned up like every couple of hours. I was on like, you know, they were fixing the dressing on it so that you couldn't see it in the shots because I was wearing a dress. Um, and I had to take like, like ibuprofen every couple of hours just to get through the shoot. And that hurt less. <laughs> that hurt me less than hearing the words I'm retiring for good this time. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. I think it just says that I'm really passionate about things. I used to have a friend who uh, just who passed away and has been it just the five year anniversary just went by. And he used to say to me, you don't know how to look at people like you're not in love with them and you love everything too much. And he was right. I do. The things that I love, I love them fully and and endlessly and boldly and loudly. And I'm not ashamed of that. Some people think it's too much. And I've been told a million times in my life, you're too much. I don't think you can ever love too much. I, feel, I don't think you can ever express how much you love and admire someone too much. Even if it's somebody that you don't necessarily even know. If, if you, someone inspires you and it, they're an artist or an athlete or whatever, and you ever get the opportunity to tell them what they've done for you, do it. Um, if you listen to this show, you'll hear me speaking to people that I admire on a pretty consistent basis. And I am always thanking them for what they've done for me because it's important that they know that we don't only appreciate the work, but that the work is deeply touching. 
for example, I recently had on both um, Tim B. Murphy and uh, Bart Johnson, Bart, who is enormously successful for the, or enormous, tremendously recognized for his success in a high school musical, the, the franchise, not the show, the, the films, excuse me, and uh, Timothy V. Murphy, who many people appreciate from his time as Ian Doyle on Corporal Minds. He's done a ton of other stuff. And in the past, you might remember we had Brad Dourif on, who voices Chucky, and everyone knows he voices Chucky, but a lot of them don't know other things that he's done. And I happen to to know because I dive into these people's work because they matter to me. And if you listen to those interviews, you will hear me tell these people what they've done for me, what what specific roles have have sort of touched my life and oh my gosh, excuse me. Um and changed my life really because that's what happens. When when you go to a film, you should never be the same person you were when you went into the film, when you come out of it. And I think that's kind of the same thing about football. You know, people talk about Tom Brady throwing tablets and getting angry and all this and throwing tantrums. That's not a tantrum. That's passion. That's loving what you do so much that you can't stand to do it badly. And sometimes we don't excel on certain days. <laughs> that's all of us. But I think it's especially hard for him. And I think it's important for people to know I'm all over the place because I'm emotional. But um, Tom Brady had and has and will always have an enormous chip on his shoulder because he was drafted 199 and he's number one. I mean, he's going out number one no matter what anybody says, but he was drafted 199 and no one thought much of him. I think the world of him. Um, and he's, I just, I love him with all my heart. I can't stop saying it. I can't say it enough. Like, I want to cry. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Tom Brady once said, you know, stick with the ones who saw your potential while the world was counting you out. And the world counts us all out on a daily basis. So we really need to find those people who believe in us and stick with them. And I believed in Tom Brady. And in believing in him, I learned to believe in myself. And that's not something that was always easy for me. In fact, well, for much of my life, it wasn't easy for me to believe in myself because I chose such an interesting path that most people are like, you're out of your mind. But you don't, I don't think that you, I don't think you choose the path. I think the path chooses you. And some of us are crazy enough to um, be tempted by that insane path. And other people are like, no, I'm just going to err on the side of caution. And that's okay. But I'm, I'm one of the crazy ones. And Tom Brady was one of the crazy ones. And though he plays a sport and I am an actor, it's it's the same thing. I, I sometimes feel like I might be, you know, 1,099 option for things. But still, I'm still doing it and I'm still trying. And when the opportunities present themselves to me, I'm always ready to strike. And that's something I learned from him. I learned so much from this man. I don't even know if I'm saying anything this time around that I didn't say last time because I can say it over and over again and never, ever tire of it. He's just a wonderful human. He's he's a better human than he is a football player. And that is saying so much. I'm not going to keep talking because I know this is just me venting. And you guys want me to shut up probably. Probably want me to shut up 20 minutes. You probably turned me off. But I, I'm going to stop talking about Tom Brady now and I'm going to go um, live. <laughs> um, but I'll be back next week with, hopefully, we're working really, really hard on it, the guest that I um, teased a couple weeks ago. 
So that's very exciting. Um, I want to thank my sponsors, of course, Michael Solberg Family Wines. Check them out on Instagram and check them out on their website, of course. Also, Huxwear, the moisture wicking, camel toe eliminating underwear. Check them out on Instagram at Huxwear, H-U-X-W-E-A-R. And of course, there's Eatable, which is my favorite popcorn infused with alcohol. You can't get drunk off it, so don't even think about it. <laughs> totally safe to consume. Uh, you can check them out at Eatable Inc. At E-A-T-A-B-L-E-I-N-C on Instagram. And I almost forgot to thank my most favorite sponsor of all, the TB12 method. That doesn't sponsor me at all. Because <laughs> this was a really tough one to get through. I wasn't even going to do it, but I did it because I had to. I had to power through it. And I did it and now it's done. So I'll be back next week in a better mood. I'll be happier, hopefully. Well, I'll still be feeling this this void, uh, this Tom Brady shaped void inside me. But uh, we won't be talking about it. So, <laughs> so you have that to look forward to. Thank you guys for keeping this podcast trending in multiple countries. Sorry, I keep saying trending. I mean charting in multiple countries on Apple Podcasts on a weekly basis. That is insane to me. Um, means the world. Also, I forgot last week. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> Don't want anyone getting mad at me. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, means the world. And if you want a Super Bowl prediction from me, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I'm not going to go with any particular number. I'm just going to say Kansas City because I can't stand the Eagles. Uh, one of my best friends is a big <laughs> KC fan. So for his sake, I am going to go with uh, with Kansas City Chiefs. Also, I want to mention before I go, if you guys have any topics or guests that you'd like to hear me talk to or talk about, um, just send me uh, a tweet at a blonde who talks, A-B-L-O-N-D-E-W-H-O-T-A-L-K-S. And I will do my best to get the guests that you want to hear from. I appreciate you guys. Again, as I've said, I can't, I really can't say it enough. And um, I guess I'll just be sitting here counting down the days until Tom Brady heads to Canton, which if you don't know, is the uh, NFL Hall of Fame five years from now. Personally, I think they should break those rules and just induct him immediately, but they're not going to do that because they don't, they don't, they're not rule breakers. They're not rebels like me. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in. And I look forward to a happier podcast next week. This, this one is literally the story of a girl who cried an ocean, river, whatever, and drowned the whole world. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world.